Hello, just a quick note before we start today. While the theme of hope is always central in Christianity, at the time of recording this episode, it's actually July 2020, and the world around me is still very much in the clutches of the coronavirus, with no respite in sight. Here in Australia, where I am, we'd probably be considered one of the luckier countries by comparison, even though my state, Victoria, is currently locked down battling its second wave. In addition to the virus, however, there's also increasing anxiety about the how would you call it, the chess pieces of world power shifting and its longer-term effects on things like the economy and our overall sense of security and so forth. What our world will look like in three months from now, six months from now, or even post-COVID-19 remains actually quite unclear. Anyway, not to be overly dramatic at the start, but just given this context, I think it's fitting that we turn to two little hobbits today because our small and humble friends know quite a bit about living through times of great worldwide calamities and uncertain futures. You're listening to The Myth Pilgrim, and I am Brother Lawrence of the Missionaries of God's Love. At its heart, the spiritual journey is a delightful and perilous adventure, just like the myths and fairy tales we love. This podcast is also a journey, learning from both wizards and saints, enchanted princesses and inner demons. Together, we'll discover how the great symbols of myth and fairy tale can guide us on our spiritual journey to God. Hello, and welcome to the third episode of The Myth Pilgrim on Hobbits and Christian Hope. It is so great to have the pleasure of your company once again, and if this is your first time joining our little fellowship, welcome, and know that you are meant to be here as Gandalf will assure you later. As you've guessed, today is our first tiptoe into the world of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. I love The Lord of the Rings, and I've got enough content from it to fill like 10 episodes at least of The Myth Pilgrim. I mean, right now, even as I record this episode, I'm drafting an episode about Tolkien's Catholic upbringing and his influences, as well as another episode on his love for Mother Mary and how Mariology is very much imprinted in all his female leads in his great story. So you can look forward to them, those episodes coming up, uh, hopefully sometime soon. Now, this episode will assume that you are fairly familiar with the general story of The Lord of the Rings. If by chance you are in that small, unfortunate minority that haven't yet seen or read this great story, I hope and pray that this episode will inspire you to do just that. Okay, so I want to structure today's episode pivoting around three key quotes from the story, all of which reflect a different dimension on Christian hope. I'm going to say right at the start that what separates The Lord of the Rings from many works of great fiction of a similar genre, of a similar time, is the way it handles and presents hope. For a beautiful, courageous, and I would even say a divine hope permeates even the darkest darknesses and most hopeless circumstances. Written in the middle of the 20th century, in a century in which Tolkien had every right to be robbed of all hope in humanity, in technology, in, in God even, it's the story's hope that instantly elevated into timeless classicdom. Is that even a word, classicdom? You know what I mean. <laughs> okay, so the first quote I want to explore is a little known one from The Return of the King. It also happens to actually be my favourite passage from all three books, at least at the moment. Sadly, this passage slash scene was omitted from the Peter Jackson movie version of the story, though the extended edition does hint at it a little. 
This scene takes place in Mordor, when Sam and Frodo are all alone, trudging through the rough equivalent of hell on Earth, on their way to Mount Doom. At this point, they are pretty much overwhelmed with despair, exhaustion and hopelessness around them. The ring is growing increasingly heavy upon Frodo, and the likelihood of completing their quest seems quite grim indeed. Frodo collapses in a heap and falls into a restless sleep, while Sam watchfully looks on. Then, Tolkien gives us this passage. There, peeping among the cloud rack above a dark tower high up in the mountains, Sam saw a white star twinkle for a while. The beauty of it smote his heart as he looked up out of the forsaken land, and hope returned to him. For like a shaft clear and cold, the thought pierced him that in the end, the shadow was only a small and passing thing. There was light and high beauty forever beyond its reach. Isn't it such a beautiful depiction of hope? Every time I read it, I feel as though whatever cloud I'm wading through suddenly seems less ominous-looking and all-consuming. In case you couldn't take in the whole quote the first time hearing it, this might have been the first time you've heard that quote, maybe I'll read it for you again a little slower. So here it is. There, peeping among the cloud rack above a dark tower high up in the mountains... Sam saw a white star twinkle for a while. The beauty of it smote his heart as he looked up out of the forsaken land and hope returned to him. For like a shaft, clear and cold, the thought pierced him that in the end the shadow was only a small and passing thing. There was light and high beauty forever beyond its reach. Here's the first dimension of hope I want to explore from this quote. Christian hope, like that white star that Sam saw, is forever beyond the reach of evil. This is because hope for us is not just optimistic thinking. It's not just about being cheerful or seeing the bright side of things or seeing the glass as half full and so on and so forth. Indeed, even the brightest outlooks of the greatest optimists, like Samwise Gamgee himself, cannot compare with the piercing hope that Christianity offers. This is because Christian hope, like the star, comes from outside the realm of what we perceive to be possible. It is a hope that even exists beyond human reason. Why? Because for Christians, hope is not just an ideal, but a person, Jesus Christ. And once upon a time in around 33 AD, Jesus turned the ideal of hope into a concrete fact. He made sure humanity's darkest possible scenario was transformable, for lack of a better word, into the greatest possible victory. I refer, of course, to Jesus' death and resurrection. Who could have thought that deicide, the murdering of God, or even the death of God, could actually transform into a happy ending? It's as if Jesus' resurrection forever changed the laws of the universe, so that from that point onwards, Every darkness will always only ever be a passing thing. It was this same realization that pierced Sam's heart that day in Mordor. 
When Sam saw that star peeping through the dark clouds, it's like he realized that there was another source of hope for him and Frodo, one that lay beyond what he ever thought was possible. And though he couldn't name it or place it, it gave him enough strength to carry on and fight on. So it is for Christians today. In the words of Isaiah 40, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on eagles' wings. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I feel I could just leave the rest of this episode to just contemplate this beautiful star passage. But if at this point you are curious to hear the second hope quote that I've chosen from the Lord of the Rings, I'm going to now share it. It is Gandalf the wizard's advice to Frodo in the Mines of Moria, the so-called I wish the ring had never come to me passage. Now, thankfully, Peter Jackson included this quote almost verbatim from the book inside the movie version of The Fellowship of the Ring. On ya, Pete. So again, some context of where this passage appears in the story. The nine members of the Fellowship have just narrowly escaped a blizzard onslaught brought on by the evil wizard Saruman and are now hopelessly lost in the deep darkness of the mines of Moria. Frodo is just coming to terms with the burdens and reality of being the ring bearer and now senses a gangly figure stalking him in the darkness. Collapsing onto a boulder, Frodo whispers to Gandalf, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. To which Gandalf replies, So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to do is to decide what to do with the time that is given to us. You know, when I was preparing for this podcast, I looked this particular scene up on YouTube and I was amused to find how many recent comments were like, gosh, we need to hear this today in 2020 and Gandalf's our prophet during the coronavirus. (laughs) I totally sympathise with these comments, for Gandalf is right. While we can all relate with Frodo wanting to give up the ring and hunker down in the Shire and just wait for things to go back to normal, that is not the way of Christian hope. Rather, our way is to discern with God what to do with the time that is given to us. For it is no accident that you and I are here today, in this century, during this difficult time. Indeed, God willed that you and I were meant to be here, and therefore we are also meant to carry this ring of 2020, whatever that ring looks like for you personally. Depending on when you're reading this, depending on who's listening to this podcast and when you're listening to this podcast, it may not directly be COVID-19 related at all. The ring could be something to do with family or health or work. And while we may not have direct control of our difficult circumstances, we do, like Frodo, have the gift of time. Let's offer it to God and seek his will in how he wants us to use this time that he's given us. The genius of Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings is that the ring quest is actually accomplished through the smallest actions by the smallest people, each faithfully playing their part in the story unfolding before them. I mean, I'm not sure the bumbling Samwise Gamgee was particularly cluey on the grand plans about how to destroy the ring. His one care and focus was actually how to be loyal to Frodo, his master. You know, a promise is a promise, Mr. Frodo. Yet, without his simple loyalty to Frodo right till the end, it would have been game over for The Lord of the Rings by book one. And then... There's the simple loyalty of the fellowship to one another. Even before the epic fail of Boromir's betrayal and the breaking up of the fellowship, 
Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas still honor the vow they had sworn in Rivendell. Even though they couldn't personally bring the ring to Mordor anymore, they would still be loyal to their fellowship and to rescue poor Perry, Perry, Pippin, and Merry from the orcs. It's <laughs> a new character, a new, new hobbit. Yet this simple gesture of loyalty would become utterly instrumental in the sweeping drama of Middle Earth to come. Then, of course, there's Bilbo Baggins' tiniest act of mercy all the way back in The Hobbit. Who could have guessed that the small act of mercy Bilbo showed towards Gollum, in sparing his life when he was justified to take it, could prove to be the salvation of Middle-earth? After all, it was in the end Gollum who destroys the ring. Or could you even say, it was the mercy of Bilbo that destroys the ring? Gandalf was right when he prophesied, the pity of Bilbo may rule the fate of many. And when he said, some believe it is only great power that can hold evil in check, but that is not what I have found. I have found that it is the small everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keep the darkness at bay. Small acts of kindness and love. Today, not all of us have much direct power to avert the numerous crises facing our world. But we do have much power to bring hope to those ordinary folk within our spheres of influence. How might we show loyalty to the fellowship of people God's given us? Even the smallest person can change the course of the future, Lady Galadriel tells us, and I think our Lord might just agree with her. Let me read the original quote again as a way of summing up this section. And this time, I'll do a sneaky here and tack on the last two lines which I didn't read out before, Now I will, just for your added nourishment. So, Frodo begins with, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. To which Gandalf replies, So do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to do is to decide what to do with the time that is given to us. There are other forces at work in this world, Frodo, besides the will of evil. Bilbo was meant to find the ring, in which case you also were meant to have it. And that is an encouraging thought. If you're enjoying this episode of The Myth Pilgrim so far, please subscribe to it so you can stay up to date with all the latest episodes of our journey. Do you also consider sharing this podcast with your friends so that we can grow the fellowship of the Myth Pilgrim and together unveil the profound truths of God hidden in our myths and fairy tales? The final hope quote I've chosen for you is known as Sam's speech at the end of the two towers. It is a beautiful quote to finish with because in many ways it is a summary and an elevation of the two previous quotes we have just explored. So by this point, I feel I probably won't need to do or give much commentary after I read out the quote. However, I will highlight this one thing before I read it out. In our walk of faith, the Lord tends to only lead us one step at a time. This is especially so when we're carrying a heavy burden. However, if our eyes become fixed always on the long journey ahead, we become easily overwhelmed and disheartened, and the enemy can swoop in and steal away any hope we have left. But if we look to the example of Sam and Frodo, it was always just about walking the next step, reaching the next milestone, going to the next location, doing the next right thing. Frozen reference. They didn't know how the ending was going to end, 
but they kept walking anyway by faith, one step at a time. Such is the faith of hobbits. Okay, that's enough, Lawrence. Here is Sam's speech. (laughs) Again, it begins with Frodo despairing. I can't do this, Sam. To which Sam replies, I know, it's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here, but we are. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo, the ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end, because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass, and a new day will come. And when the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. I know now. Folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going. Because they were holding on to something. There's some good in this world and it's worth fighting for. Sigh. So we've arrived at the end of another episode of The Myth Pilgrim. I really pray and hope that this episode has stirred up a deeper appreciation of Christian hope within you and that you too may be inspired to be a Gandalf and a Sam during this difficult time. So today's practical pilgrim exercise for you is as follows. One of the most crippling effects of our times is social isolation. However, with technology and phone access these days, this effect may not need to be total. Maybe ask the Lord to put into your heart one person you can reach out to today. Perhaps it's someone you wouldn't normally contact with or connect with, Maybe it's someone who would feel the effects of loneliness more than others. Ring up just to say hi and check in on how they're going. Include them in your fellowship. Maybe offer to say a prayer with them. As small and insignificant and quick as this gesture may seem for you, symbolically, it could mean the world to the other person you reach out to. You might just become that one glimmering star that Sam saw in Mordor, piercing through that person's darkness and restoring hope that in the end, the shadow is just a passing thing. So friends, there we have it for today. If you like this podcast, please do subscribe to it and do, do, do share The Myth Pilgrim with as many people as you think would benefit from it. If you aren't following The Myth Pilgrim Facebook page yet, you can do that too and keep in touch with all the latest episodes that way. Also, if you ever want to offer feedback on how you're going with this podcast or have thoughts and suggestions, I'd always love to hear them. You can message me on the Facebook page or just email themythpilgrim at gmail.com. So that's themythpilgrim, all one word, at gmail.com. So yeah, until next time, dear pilgrims, definitely stay strong and stay safe during these testing times. Journey on, take care, and God bless.